Welcome, guys. New episode of Dad Meet with our buddy Carl Bacuti. Carl, welcome. It's all Mike. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. And my friend Tim Butterly here, just enjoying his present that I just gifted him. I can't. I can't. I'm beside myself, dude. I, I can tell, man. I, I, you have that new father glow just from this, this uh, gift that I just gave you. I can't fucking. I, I got to put it back in front of me. This is, this is unbelievable, man. This is this is the most uh, majestic and prestigious gift possibly ever given. You've you've reinvented the game of gift giving. Oh, thank you, man. It's unbelievable. Thank you. I know it's probably going to be hard to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find a way, man. Wow. You can come on it. It's yeah. It's, I mean, that's that's high quality plexi. Jeez, dude. I'm. I just stopped crying. Would you gave it to me about an hour ago, and I my I only just dried up. This is crazy, dude. I'm gonna turn things Italian already. Tim had the face of everyone you see at the Uffizi Gallery. <laughs> I'm just looking at fucking Da Vinci's. Like when I walked in, that's all I saw. Was Tim basking in majesty. That that was actually my first response. I was like, why did why did they waste so much time on like chapels and shit? Right? This is what they should have been painting. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It's uh, I, I guess in, in case uh, in case you know that the, somehow this episode gets to you before a picture of the gift, it's a framed uh, what's that like eighteen by twenty four twenty four. Yep. Maybe I got a little bit of carpenter in me. I don't know. NBD. But uh, it's an eighteen by twenty four uh, print of a commissioned artwork by it was Ben Fli- Ben Fiddler, right? Yep, dude. Shout out Ben Fiddler. Dude, he Jesus made this so Christ, quickly. Dude. It would make your head spin if you found out how quickly it was. I mean, he he slam dunked this gift, broke the backboard, was on fire, and got his quarterback. You know what I mean? Th- th- this is I don't I don't I don't know I don't understand. The I don't stars understand. aligned for this bad boy. 18 by 24 framed uh print. It's uh a commissioned art piece based on my favorite photograph, which is my background on Twitch. I think it's my Twitter header. It's uh, it's from a photograph of me and um, my baby boy Fritz, and we're at an arcade, and he he loves video games, so um, he got me playing like one of those. Uh, it was it might have been Rambo or Terminator, but it was a gun game with like the assault rifle gun. <laughs> so it's a two hander gun, but he wanted to be held up high enough to see. And he wouldn't take the gun from me. So I'm like kind of like struggling to hold him in front of me. And I'm, you know, wielding this big plastic gun with one hand. And it looks like I'm really concentrating. But the look on his face is it's pure the joy. purest yeah. joy I've ever seen visibly represented. The great thing is like he thinks he thinks highly of you to begin with, but now he just thinks of you as a guy who kills zombies. He probably thought he probably thought it was I was actually happening. defending his life. Yeah. <laughs> as far as he knows, the screen was big enough and he was close enough to it that he was probably like, I can't believe, look at my dad fucking these things up. Yeah. Insane. So uh let, let me let me describe this. It's so he uh <clears throat> he replaced her clothes with red Adidas tracksuits with my sleeves ripped off, aka it's fixed. <laughs> Uh, I've got a sword and two uh, bandoliers of uh, assault rifle rounds, and uh, we're we're cutting down some fucking zombies. Uh, 
uh, what, what else? What should I get to first? The 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 gun barrel is uh, emblazoned with Pussy Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was personalizing it while we're in the shit, right? No detail was spared. None. Um, uh, and the caption across the top is "Dogs of War," uh, and at the bottom it says, "They come in peace." Psych, no. Nah. <laughs> god. Oh my god. Well, you deserve it. I I I, I don't. I don't think anybody does, dude. You made a mistake giving this to a human being. You better check that statement, buddy. May, oh, you know what? Say it again. I deserve this. Yes. Right? AR. I deserve it. I, uh, I, I'm enjoying it so much that I almost feel guilty. I, I can't believe it. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. And Carl, your ability to hit AR is <laughs> better than any other Italian I've it. ever met. <laughs> Here you are. Here you are. Where? Up there. Yeah. Back air over there. That's actually like a statement that a judge the judge uses in Italian court <laughs> for sustained gavel drop. There you are. <laughs> Christ, dude. I'm fu- I'm so fucked up over this. I feel like I have a headache. I feel hungover now. He's into this, buddy. This is a joy hangover. I'll hit Carl with the questions. All right, Carl, first question. <laughs> Favorite Rika? Porta or Costa? Porta, dude. Porta. All right, yeah. Oh, Good yeah. answer. Jeez. Man, look at us. Loaded up on pizza. All these ginger ales about. Did I mention the sword? I have a sword. No, I don't picture. think you did, man. Yeah, I got a sword and a sweet bandana. Damn. So that that's Fritz's. I'm jacked as fuck. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your boy's hair, right? That's not a helmet. That's right. What a great. No, that's hair. that's his Holy curly shit. fucking Damn. ginger spaghetti hair. It's like natural camo. <laughs> <laughs> we got kind of a Krang situation. We got a Krang yeah. vibe. <laughs> yeah, and, and instead of me holding him, he's in like a, a baby Bjorn. He's in like a harness around my waist, dude. Oh my god! I, I, I'm floored. Yeah, you deserve it, man. I'm floored, dude. You, I'm glad because Ben did all the work. <laughs> <laughs> but you can you. I mean, how specific were you in the commissioning, dude? I I sent him the picture and I just asked if he could create something from it. Really? And it, it felt like an hour. It was just that's it, insane. It might have been the next. I don't even know. Time stood still, man. I've n- I've never felt more intimate with with something than this piece of artwork. I can't believe Ben that's nailed the like very that. first thing he came back with, Jesus and he's like, "If you want me to change anything, I will." But my God, yeah, it's a masterpiece. I can't wait to show people this. It's a fucking masterpiece. I can't I can't believe I have to hold it in until we release this. Originally, I was going to get you an airbrush sweatshirt with that image. Ooh. Well, we have the Still digital could. file, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, I'm waking up tomorrow morning with mm-hmm. that purpose. Yeah, but I would have had to drive into the hood to go to a fucking airbrush sweatshirt place <laughs> <laughs> and buy PCP just to keep from getting clubbed. <laughs> oh, speaking of PCP, I saw that that guy from Wu-Tang who cut his dick off in 2014, mm. he got married. Ah, God right. bless. He said he still got a little bit left. <laughs> a little bit of dick left? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. What a lady, man. What a circ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a type two circ, dude. <laughs> An adult fucking lob off. I was actually there. I was I was in the city when it happened. That was my very first time in Los Angeles. I had gone out there with John Kenzel. 
and I had got a bunch of Coke. Actually, no, the night before, I didn't even get to enjoy the Coke because I got so drunk that I passed out. But I threw up and pissed all over the suite that Kenzel rented. <laughs> and Kenzel was such a gentleman that he cleaned the whole thing up. He's wow. such a gentleman and such a plumber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. He probably, he probably didn't even notice the difference between that and cleaning up the Wids toys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, was, uh, I employed my, uh, my tried and true tactic of asking the very first black guy that I would see if they had Coke. How'd it go? Time released, but good. Swish. <laughs> I remember he, he came, we, we were staying uh, at the Magic Castle, and this guy came back. He was a nice enough fella. And he came back in, and he's standing in the, uh, in the, um, the living room of this suite, and I'm trying to tell him what I want. And I'm having a hard time forming words because I'm, I'm so drunk. And he looks at Kenzo, and he goes, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sure enough, he came out the next morning and it was there on the table. I always wanted to piss my pants drunk. Always wanted to. I always wanted to. I never did. It's overrated. I've never pissed my pants drunk. Every time, like, and I'll wake up and I'll check, like, oh, maybe I pissed. No, I didn't. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I've tried to get like extra drunk, like maybe tonight's the night I'll piss into a drawer or something. I never do it. I don't. I don't know that I ever pissed myself. I did pee on couches twice. That was my thing. I would stand up and just think it was the bathroom. I guess. Yeah. Even that. I've never. I've. I've never fucking. Cut that loose, man. Always, I always. Every time someone tells me that they fucking pissed everywhere drunk, I'm always like, man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Only time I've done that, I never got caught. I did it uh, to my buddy who had passed out in the same dorm, and he had hung up his pants on a on a chair. Oh man, knowing that I guess he was vulnerable to that. Yeah. So I just pissed on his pants, <laughs> <laughs> and he took it. To this day, he probably still doesn't know. <laughs> One time we got too rowdy at a uh, house party in Fishtown, and um, first there was a couch in the backyard, and me and a buddy, we kept picking the couch up over our heads and then slamming it onto the ground to break it. Yeah. Most powerful I've ever felt. Did you get it? Oh, yeah, dude. We fucking smashed it. It was a heap at the end. And then uh, there was a box fan in the window. And we took turns pissing into the box fan that was pointed <laughs> into the living room. So there's piss just spraying into that. <laughs> yeah, we were Darth Vadering our dicks. <laughs> this should be on property, brothers. <laughs> but yeah, I've never, I never like woken up like, oh, like oh, I, I pissed everywhere. Maybe I, I always took that as a sign of like having the most fun. Yeah, I guess that's accurate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, yeah. right? Yeah, man. And now it's behind me, dude. I'm never going to get drunk again. Yeah. Or missed my, you, missed my opportunity, dude. My fucking... My had a good run. The window closed, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was a pisser, and also I was big on vomiting in my sleep, so I'm lucky I'm not dead, man. There were so many yeah, times where... That gets dangerous. Yeah. I would, I would just wake up and it would be like, all right, well, there's vomit everywhere. I got to clean this up before everybody gets up. The one day there was blood on the carpet. I knew how that happened, though. Um, <laughs> Care to divorce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it, it, was, it was awful, man. It was, it was the perfect embodiment of what, like, my life was at that time. We had just moved into a new townhouse, and it was the first nice place that we had. And so, naturally, I ruined it. The first night we were there, uh, I invited everybody in the neighborhood over, and of course, there was some riffraff. Delco. <laughs> and I remember playing uh, fucking Bago indoors with this lady that looked like Marilyn Manson, and I kept saying that because she was really good, and she kept 
beating me. Right. And I just kept saying, bitch, you look like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> and then uh, my wife's cousin started fighting. And then I was angry that the one cousin started the fight. So I sucker punched him. Total bitch move. Um, but through all that, there was just blood all over the carpet. Everybody went home at that point, and then the next morning I woke up, and there was just there was just blood everywhere. It's a righteous party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, If you don't have a a seven and a three year old, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if you've ever been up against the clock waiting for your kids to wake up to go see fucking Wiggles (laughs) while scrubbing blood out of the carpet. Just a little bit of resolve, dude. I thought you were gonna end. That would have been great if you ended like yeah, I got really wasted and I ordered a bunch of blood on Amazon. Yeah. I partied way <laughs> too fucking hard, dude. The, the cops came and I ended up. Um, this is how my neighbors, most of my neighbors, met me. I invited all. There was a couple houses of younger neighbors and they had parties going on, so they brought everybody that was there. But every other neighbor I hadn't met until the police came and they had me sitting crisscross applesauce handcuffed on my front yard. <laughs> They're just staring at me. <laughs> and, of course, everybody's got a reason to be outside when the cops come. And... Did they all bring you a cup of sugar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You, you, you're, you've historically played too much. I was, man. From day one, man. Out the gate. Yeah. That, that was a... Man, what a place. That was great, man. <laughs> My greatest fighting victory came in the parking lot of that residence. Tell me about it, please. It was it was great, man. Just my buddy. He was he had been. It was the end of a friendship, but I think I talked about it before. Steve's brother. Steve. Steve's uh, brother. Fucking Steve. And uh, we had been out all day drinking. Ended up at the Phillies game, and things got way out of hand. We we stopped at at a bar waiting for the train, and um, I had my card up, and he charged a bachelorette party's tab to my card. And it was like a whole bachelorette party, dude. It was it was hundreds of dollars, Jesus. and like somehow I had enough in there for it to go through, but of course it left me with nothing. So then we were on the cab ride out of there. Um, uh, I'm sorry, how did how, why was it a bit? Was no, even, no, it was just it was he, he was drunk, oh. you know, and it just I guess seemed like a good idea to him. And then on the cab ride home, I just started socking him in the back of the cab, and he, <laughs> dude, and he was biting my throat, dude. That really fucking hurt. And then we got out, and this was pretty awesome. We en- we ended up fighting at a bus stop by where, uh, by a hotel by City Hall in Philly, and there were black people waiting at the bus stop. And I don't know if you've ever won a fight in front of black people. <sighs> you probably felt like a mighty duck. I feel like I'm floating, <laughs> telling the story right now. <laughs> they were actually yelling, "Black, black, black." <laughs> So I was I was made an honorary black person for the night. They gave me the keys to a fat white girl's car. <laughs> it, was, it was a giant like old boxy GMC key <laughs> they presented. <laughs> oh, but at that point, uh, I, <laughs> I told you, man, I'm a collector of moments. <laughs> and I forgot how powerful this moment was. So we went our separate ways, but then his car was parked at my place, and he had started texting me. Uh, he texted me, uh, I hope your kids fucking die. 
Whoa. So I, I sat on the hood of his car and waited for him to come. And when he come, I, j- I just beat the living shit out of him. And then uh, the cops came, and all the neighbors came out again. <laughs> um, and then this one lady was faking a heart attack. I was like, come on. Like, the attention should be on yeah, me. Right, right. Like, I put in all the work here. <laughs> it's Italian, your, of course. I was trying to out you on your Christmas Yeah, lights. come on. Give me a break. <laughs> and that was pretty much it for that place. <laughs> Police were very nice, though. Both of us go. No harm, no foul. <laughs> I never want to get bit in a fight. It was the worst, man. Every every obviously, I'm a fight video connoisseur. Uh, maybe I would go as far to say I'm a leading expert. Mm-hmm. Every time someone gets bit in a fight, they their hands go out to the yeah. sides and they just scream. You, you, they you, go, "Ah, he's biting me!" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, meanwhile, if their face is close up to bite, you could stick your thumbs in their eyes. You, I mean, but like that's like a you feel like you're being eaten. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Awesome that's that's got to be like a two of my kids reaction. <laughs> when Lucy and Ben were very young, uh, I think Ben might have bit Lucy, or I forget which way it was. If it was the younger or the older one, one of the kids was biting the other, and the victim of the bite started screaming, "He's eating me!" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You ever been bitten, Carl? Yeah, by a little cousin. Uh, he was like three. That is cousin behavior. <laughs> he chewed like, all my paint off. Bit, <laughs> bit my stomach, which is that, that, that same kind of like. Sure. That's a fleshy area. It's this probably area, easier yeah, to bite. Yeah. That was brutal. What was he doing down there? Oh, we were roughhousing, Mike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit tickling, dude. <laughs> a little bit tickling and biting, no big deal. Your cousin roughing it. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Sure. So now that you, these are both expert fighters. From what I saw, I didn't see you, Tim, because you had broken your rib by the time I got there. Oh yeah. God! But, oh uh, my God! I forgot all about this. That was very sweet of Dude, you, dude. Carl came to the fucking belt promotion when I was supposed to get my purple belt, and we crossed paths. Also, I was almost on my way to the hospital. <laughs> Super sweet, man. No. Well, I mean, you got you got to. Well, you got to see some friends. Gotta, That's right, cool. Right. That's. And I, mean, I, I had right. never, uh, I'd never been to a, a jujitsu or any kind of. Like, mm-hmm. You can call it an non-karate, academy. Non-karate, non-karate martial arts studio, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, man, it fucking stinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it smells like a, a, a jiu-jitsu gym smells like a bunch of shoes got together to butt fuck each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of uh, different flora there because it's like a big event. So, like, friendly academies are visiting and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, there's a lot of cross-pollination. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. It's a pretty clean place, and you know, at the start of the day, it doesn't smell so bad, but then you get a little bit sweaty, and everyone, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you could fill a room with some stink. I mean, it, it's it's kind of awesome. It made me want to just fucking uh, roll. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got all pheromoned like, out. You might as well, like, like, once you're in it, you're just like, all right, let's yeah. fucking <laughs> Your pupils dilate, yeah. your hair stands up. <laughs> Let me take this Henley off. Yeah. <laughs> So you got to see Mike going at it, though. Yeah, I did. I got to see you and uh, uh, Sydney. Sydney Kid. Yeah. And um, I stayed for when you all got your belts. I didn't, I, oh, at least to see, I, I, I wanted to see Sid what, what that moment was like. I mean, oh, mm-hmm. he was he was so happy. Like, I saw yeah. some pictures of it. Awesome yeah. that. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. I'm, I'm equally upset about that as I am about missing my own. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, yeah. it's a big moment. Yeah. Well, so what did you, you think of Mike getting after it, though? 
Oh, well, I mean, I knew Mike was a fucking great oh, Thank you, buddy. Well, I had the benefit of being able to take breaks because every, everybody that was getting promoted, like, they can't leave the mat. They just got to keep fighting. Right. So and it was they, like an hour they, and a half, I think. They rotate what was every minute and somebody yeah. else, they have to defend yeah. against somebody else yeah. each time. That, that was, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw probably 15 minutes of it and mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever exert that much energy yeah, for anything. It looked like a lot. I, I've never been promoted at this academy. And at my last one, they just give it to you yeah, and you yeah. shake hands and then you're done. But right. this is the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's hard. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I was super impressed by the, who's the guy who's in charge of the whole thing? Hart. Tim, Tim Hart. Yeah. Tim Hart. Yeah. So I got to see him give like his speech to all you yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. man. Um, I wish I could have seen that too. Like, he, he was great. So like. He's a, he's a fucking, for, he's a, one of the most legit neighborhood dudes too. Oh, probably. really? Yeah. He's, that, a, he's a reformed neighborhood. You, Actually, you I don't know if he had any, any dark times, but he's a fucking. Through and through yeah, neighborhood, he's, dude. He's grounded the way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You want him to be. Um, he uh, he was like hedging himself, saying I always talk too much and stuff like that. Yeah. But he he was like concise and like I've had to go to a lot of bullshit like leadership mm-hmm. stuff lately, yeah. like just for work and and learn about what that is. And yeah, dude's a natural. Like, yeah, he mm-hmm. uh, the way he was like getting straight to the point with you guys, talking about you know how to be humble, but it wasn't like talking in platitudes. Like mm-hmm. he. he he really cut to the core, you guys. I thought yeah. we were all receptive. It was, uh, dude. Mike told me he said something about me when I wasn't there. And he I did. Was like, yeah. I, would, I would pay. I would have paid for a recording of it. I'm never gonna get the. Dude, he sang "Candle in the yeah. Wind" in your honor. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was breathtaking, man. <laughs> Candle on the mat. <laughs> uh, I requested Hakuna Matata, but I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking sick. Um, oh, so my question for you shoot. guys was: Do you do you replay all your fights from when you were younger uh, with the skills that you have now and just fucking win every single one of them? I don't think I ever have. That's a good question, though. Damn, great. I'm going to start doing that now. Yeah, geez. Not me, dude. It's all behind me. You know, I I do obsess over like future fights. Like street fights, right? Especially after getting fucking sucker punched and camoring a dude in the oh, middle of, of the street. Yeah. So I'm like super vigilant with it, and uh, I get fancy with the fantasy sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, some, sometimes it's like I'm, I might just suplex a dude into the street. <laughs> Other times it's like, nah, dude, I got to go for the uh, outside trip. I'll go for a swing single. I'll put him on their back. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get pretty detailed about it to minimize my fucking risks. Right? Yeah. Do you, Mike? I don't. Well, I don't so much anymore. And I think the thing that kind of nips that in the bud is there's so many days where you just get handled by everybody. Sure, yeah. Um, like last night, a friend of mine opened up a new academy, so I went to his place for his um, intro class. He was having people over, and um, I went against a guy that I used to roll with before. We were teammates at our last academy together, and he just put it on me. We rolled like four times, and every time he was doing shit that it was just like, all right, I feel like a little baby right now. <laughs> so like when going through that, that kind of like, and plus, you know, when, when you do it multiple times a week, you know, I can't. it, it kind of deletes that that need to whatever whatever that hole that fills by fantasizing about fighting so yeah not so much anymore really it, is a positive thing Dude. yeah <laughs> in uh when you're like training and shit you don't really keep score with anybody but you yeah, do notice I gathered like, that i thought that was awesome but in like supporting your boys and stuff like you do notice milestones for them sure like um like i had a i I, I came back from the injury this week 
and I got a, I got to spar with Mike a little bit, and he, like, it felt like he was like at a different level than when I left, hmm. and I was like, man, that's fucking pretty sick. <laughs> no, that's thank you, man. Cool. No, thank you. Dude, my pleasure. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, and on the, on the same token, I was rolling with Sid. And I I got to his back and I was trying to choke him and it wasn't quite there and I was running out of I was running out of gas really quickly yeah because dude a whole month of not only being injured but like I couldn't I couldn't uh, activate anything in my torso because it was just too painful so it was just like sitting still for a month I'm completely I got no athletic ability and he's like I know you got me but I can feel you breathing pretty hard and I'm just like <laughs> I'm just gonna hold this until the time runs yeah. out so that was pretty fun but yeah. Watching my fucking dogs grow around me has been like there's no there's no like envy like oh they were getting better while I was on the fucking sidelines right. it's like it's all sick yeah plus if we ever get into a fight like in the real world those are they're gonna take care of me better <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's one of the great things about jujitsu is when you're f- either forced or unforced to take time off it feels like the drop off happens pretty quick. Um, well, and then that's, that's, that's the most physical program. You're yeah, on, yeah, yeah. And then, but then that fuels the fire to get back up to sure. speed, and then sure. get better from there. And I think that's what ends up keeping people around for for the long run. Yeah. The other thing about uh, real life fighting is that you, you, first of all, no one's gonna tap out in a real life fight. And what are you gonna are you gonna fucking like break people's arms and sure. shit? Mm-hmm. You could. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like breaking a dude's arm doesn't guarantee you're gonna win the fight. He might not even notice right away. Yeah. Like, you're going to break the arm, and then suddenly it's like the arm doesn't stay the way you were holding it, so now you can't, like, hold them down the same way. Like, a dislocated elbow will just let them slide out of how you're holding them, right? So, um, the real key to winning, like, a street fight is if you physically dominate someone for over 30 seconds and they don't train consistently. Like, if it's just a normal dude, they'll just start vomiting. Like, if someone's trying really hard not to lose a fight for, I'm not kidding, like, 30 seconds to a minute. That it's gone. They will start puking. So it's just making them exert to the point where. Yeah, that's that's did. about as easy as uh, I could break it down. Got it. I would be more proud of uh, making somebody do that and then holding their hair back as they threw up, <laughs> <Yeah>. as opposed <laughs> yeah. to knocking them out. Yeah, ideally you just hold them down until like uh, so they can get arrested or something. But like, even if you if you hold someone down and you're like, "Are you done?" They go, "Yeah," and then you you let them stand up and then they're gonna take a cheap shot. Mm-hmm. So it's. Wear them out. Let them struggle a little bit. Give yeah. an inch. Don't get bit. Don't get stabbed. Um, but yeah, when 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 it goes away for you and you don't have that anymore, that feels pretty shit. It feels <laughs> like you're drowning when you're on the ground like yeah. that. Fun though. It's the most fun. Yeah, it's the most fun I have right now, dude. Oh my god, I meant to tell you this last week. Uh, I had a talk in the car with Mary Joe. We we updated our family fight plan. Oh, what is it? Well, it's yeah. I mean, it's kind of uh, loose, but. For years, it was like, listen, if there's ever like a fight and like our you and the kids are around, do not try to like break it up and tell me he's not worth it and like grab like hold my arms down because they're just going to tee off on like I'm going to get knocked out and probably like look different for the rest of my life. Yeah. So um, she's now, I think, competent enough at jujitsu that I don't have to like treat her like that. So I'm like, that's cool. If. uh if if the single legs there, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on the back. Um, watch out for the wife. Get her out of the way. You know what I mean. Hold the other dude from behind. Like, yeah, she could she could definitely chip in in a in a family fight now, like a picnic fight. It's gonna be sick, dude. I can't wait to 
hear about your story down Wildwood. Your inevitable yeah, family you fight in Wildwood. Treaty Park she fucking right squares away. up on the boardwalk. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Has there ever been a moment where you felt like your wife was going to fight somebody? Uh, yeah, all, all the time. No. <laughs> when I'm not around, she gets pretty hot-headed with people. Like, she'll try to fight cab drivers and shit if she's drinking, but she's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's lost shoes. <laughs> like, cause she, you know, women take their shoes off when they're about to fight. Yeah. Because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, but no, now now that she's cooled down, now I'm like, all right, now I can trust you in a fucking hot situation. Yeah. And we could fucking, we could destroy, we could kill an entire family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going to take it, like, strangle them systematically. It's going to be sick. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I want to, like, uh, I, I do want to, uh, for we did joke about, like, if I, like, distract a dude in, like, a traffic incident and she comes from... She's the raptor. Oh, that's like, she's cool. the fucking oh, clever girl yeah. from yeah. the side. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, you gotta set this up now, man. The one time where I felt like my wife was gonna fight somebody was at a Flyers game. It was it was a playoff game too, and I was cussing, man. I was I was enjoying my seat, man. And the lady in front there was a lady in front of me with her son, who to me looked like he was in his twenties. Um, but we'll get get to that in a minute. But uh, this lady was shushing me, and then eventually she she stood up and she yelled at me for cursing. Now, like I said, it was it was a it was a playoff game. Weapons so, free, dude. Yeah, so I, I told her to chill out, and she was giving me the business. So Jamie put her finger in her face and told her to sit the fuck down. And then I was shit talking her son, who I thought was in his twenties. And then she went and got an usher. And then when I was trying to explain my side of the story to the usher, she said, "Yeah, they have season tickets. That kid's 14. Whoops. And of course. And explaining myself, I sounded like a pedophile saying, he, he looks like he's in his 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I've sucked off younger dudes than him. Hold on a second. Let me walk that back. <laughs> Kid, pull your dick out now. Show us how old you are. I'm going to count the rings on your bird. <laughs> let's, see, let's see that Zamboner. <laughs> Carl, you look like you've, or you, you have a vibe of a dude who has fought at sporting events. At sporting events? Yeah. Um... I talk a ton of shit. I mean, less than I used to, but never, uh, never come to blows over it. Actually, you're the type of dude that makes me think I can sense when a dude's got a fucking hog. Yeah. <laughs> you got massive I, hog I, energy. I am the type of guy who can sense when an elder dude has a big hog. Yes, that's, what, <laughs> I, uh, that's, that's, that's an all right. That's a sly way of confirming my senses, dude. Yeah. My Peter Tingle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got hog energy, bro. <laughs> you know that, right? Look at him. I'm, I'm just look at you, dude. <laughs> you're, look at, you don't even know how to blush. You're pretending to blush. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, because all his blood's going to his huge yeah. fucking donger. <laughs> you got cum coming out of your fucking tear ducts, bro. <laughs> Handsome fella, tall. Come on, we know what's going on. We know yeah, what's doing. On. You don't. Have to, you don't have to say one way or another, you, dude. You're, I'm being thrown to the positive wolves here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not used to positive energy. I'm not used to being yeah. bombarded with this bullshit. Just fucking cut me up. Yeah, this is like a big dick intervention. Yeah, this I'm, is tough. I'm this taking tough. the over on that fucking dick. <laughs> I'm going a healthy nine. Straight too. Super straight. Super straight dick energy on this dude, right? Just dunking it. It's not me, dude. Dunking it into the pot and stirring the gravy with it. <laughs> When he seduces a lady, he puts a fucking apple in its mouth. <laughs> puts it on a fucking tray of lettuce. <laughs> 
No, but seriously, what's that like now? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep my small hands under the table. <laughs> <laughs> They're decoy hands, dude. You fucking know it. I was at a show one time, and uh, who the fuck? it was actually Big J Okerson was the headliner, and he was interacting with a lady who was a local comic's wife. And he asked her if he if, if she had ever been with somebody who had a micro penis, and she said, "Yeah." <coughs> oh shit! And at that time, I had never heard of it, but when I checked it out, man, <laughs> oh my god, who was it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, but you know, I'm, I'm going through the list of married comedian, married local comedians in my head. Well, it Wait, was, was it, it wasn't her, it wasn't her husband, <laughs> but it was a, a gentleman she had been with uh, previous to that. Oh, uh, okay. Um. But I'd never heard the term micro penis, so I looked it up. Really? Like, what a, man, what I feel like I remember when I first heard of micro penis. That was fun. It was a fun oh, couple yeah. hours on the internet. Like, was oh, it when man. you also found out about micro machines? <laughs> It'd be funny if you're just like smashing like little dicks into each other on the front porch, talking real fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was so like you instantly just start fucking Google searching micro penis. Oh yeah, man. Because I didn't believe it at first. Yeah, that's a real thing, man. Yeah. It just really makes you thankful yeah. for what you have. It's it's a real uh, ghost of Christmas situation. <laughs> Getting taken to Tiny Tim's house on Christmas Eve <laughs> to see their dick. Is is micro penis usually just like fat dudes who have so much fucking pelvic? Meat? No, not it's, so it's much. Not man. a relative thing, Tim. I I hate to speak with such authority here. <laughs> I've done as much research as Mike has. It's uh, <laughs> Carl. Ac- down, Carl actually has his PhD. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Like Tell us more, man. Playing too much. No, that's all. It was uh, <laughs> it's not just because a fat dude can't see his bird. Okay. Not see his bird, but like, like they say, when you lose weight for every like twenty to forty pounds, that's like an extra bird, the extra inch oh, of bird man. you get oh, back. Man, what a nightmare! You reclaim. Yeah, but if I mean, look at it this way: if you go through a massive weight loss journey, you just oh, you reclaim it. Okay, I see what you're saying. Pretty sick, right? Oh, you don't lose it oh, forever. Lose I thought, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought it was like a catch twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Like now I'm never getting thin. No, it's not a magic spell. It's all it's all just meat. Right? <laughs> Gypsy curses it smaller. <laughs> Carl is dude. Look, he, what are you like nine, ten percent body fat, dude? Christ. Yeah. Man. Eleven percent bird. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? Did you feel nervous hitting the market again? You know what I mean? Oh, like I got to unveil this thing to new people now. Nah, nah, it wasn't that nervous. I mean, you, you think you think about you, you put yourself through that thought exercise, right? Yeah, for what's sure. It, what's it like going back into the market? Yeah, and it's never it's never like a fantasy. It's never fun. Right. I never I, I've never envied a dude entering the dating market. No, what when a thirty after being married, right? But you had a sick divorce where it was like uh, still friends with both of you. Yeah, and it seemed like it. Uh, like I don't know. As those things go, yeah, smooth as silk. Uh, it was not. And you're both uh, flourishing. Yeah, I, I, I that think fucking it was, rules. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a, a fork in the road where we're both gonna uh, go shine our own way and not you're be act- pissed about it. You're actually very lucky. You didn't lose half that bird in the divorce, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. It, it actually did fork, Mike. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> now, regarding the size of your penis, would you rather they cut <laughs> long ways or? <laughs> Side, side to side. <laughs> Would you rather lose le- length or girth? I'd rather just banana peel it. Be very yeah. even about the whole thing. Like a Kaiser or a hoagie roll. <laughs> <laughs> Carl actually has macro penis. It's a <laughs> rare disorder. 
No, that was pretty sick. But like, um, <clears throat> I I do I guess I I do genuinely have a question of like, yeah, far away. There's the uh, there's the because I I tell my wife all the time like I'd fucking divorce you if it was the end of the road. Like mm-hmm. I I'm constantly trying to let her know like I choose to be married to you. It rules, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, we joke about it. She never takes it the right way, or <laughs> or maybe I never give it to her the right yeah. way. But um, I was just thinking about how I could leave you right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that's how she sees it. She's like, "Wait, why do you think about divorce?" I'm like, "I don't think about. I think about how I, if it came to yeah, oh my God, that's I'm, the way you yeah. I'm such a fucking retard. You poke at it, and just but think yeah, of all the so like you see you see the end of the road coming, right? And it's at, in my situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. 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 And it's like um, you've got like social and familial pressure to not get Big a divorce. That, Do you have Catholic like, family, right? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I can give you the, I can give you the breakdown of parts of it. I'm all, I'm, a, sure. I'm, I'm here to listen. Okay. So, um, we were married, uh, four years total. And by the third year, let me roll back. So I had sort of, uh, we had talked about, you know, what our long-term plan would be, you know, kids, stuff like that looking at how our careers might go, whatever they might look like. Mm-hmm. We were only 27, so we obviously didn't know uh, any of that. You are 27 yeah, in the beginning. through that, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, also, as part of this planning, did, did the thought of, because you both are like super smart, healthy, young people, did, did, you, did your plans ever like, by the way, if we ever get divorced, here's how it goes? Like that never came up? We probably did, yeah. Because, I, I mean, people listening to this don't know, but she is, uh, she has a PhD in such things, um, mm-hmm. human sexuality to be specific, but you know, just overall relationship stuff. She's very well versed in. So I had never talked to anyone, uh, about relationships as much as with her, you know, before yeah. we decided to get married. And it was still, it was within a year, you know, we got engaged and, uh, we had talked about, you know, I, I know that at some point I definitely want kids. Like that's mm-hmm. something, even though I'm 37 now and not very close to it, right. um, you know, it's still just something I can't imagine mm-hmm. that not being the fulfillment of, mm-hmm. you know, my arc. But um, she was not sure. And it was definitely something that, you know, I, I definitely loved her so much and, mm-hmm. and thought of her as the one as mm-hmm. you're supposed to. And, uh, took a, a bet that I, I, it wasn't really like me to do this and it's definitely not like me now, but I knew it was 50, 50, like it could go either mm-hmm. way down the line. And, uh, I certainly bet wrong, you know, ultimately, but that was, uh, that was that leap of faith that I thought, you know, you still want to have the romantic idea of, Oh, I'm oh dude, that's the last component. Yeah. Like this, yeah. we're, we're just going to cross this bridge and this will go great exactly. in a fucking, exactly. in a wedding ceremony. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now, Carl, when you made that bet, did you consider a parlay with a Puerto Rican side bitch? <laughs> God damn it, Mike. Dude, let me Plain apologize for Mike though. playing too much. Dude, I'm trying to, I'm trying to suck out the information here. <laughs> Mike's fucking playing off over there. God damn it. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, yeah, you're saying you bet wrong, but some people would say it's just like, oh, I just shook out that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it did. And um, I think realizing that I had bet wrong wasn't as, um, it, it didn't rattle me as much as it, it does other people I see that happen to because I, I mm-hmm. think I had, you know, we'd gone through the communication of it and thought about it enough together. Um, but once you do realize that and that, it, you know, marriage is not going to be forever, yeah. like, a Catholic family raised person mm-hmm. uh, expects. 
Um, Insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I went through like a whole lot of, I, I actually went to a therapist and tried to figure out what was going on, um, mm-hmm. how I might be able to, you know, work through it anyway. And it was the first time I had ever been uh, heartbroken, mm-hmm. like ever. Oh, man. So like, but it wasn't the same, it, it wasn't, it was such a slow burn that it, it didn't have that sort of earth shattering, like it didn't. It didn't destroy me the way a heartbreak I thought was supposed to, but I realized I had kind of been sitting on that knowledge and processing it, not really thinking about it directly all this time. And Mm. I realized I was in like a crippling just depression over it. Mm. But, um, you know, I've always been, I've always worked through that my whole life since I was like 17. I mean, depression's no new thing to me, but like, you know, you have your toolbox as you learn how to get through it. And Mm. I was good at, just being functional uh, throughout that process. But um, once I realized that that was exactly the state I was in, um, you know, saying the words divorce, and to her credit, she was the one that, you know, said it. Because I was definitely, I'm not sure I ever would have, which is terrifying, mm. because I definitely have that ingrained Catholic. Mm. Yeah. I think I want to smush more. Yeah, you're right, exactly. <laughs> 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 Now, like, when you're struggling through all this, was there any point where your bird's trying to, like, ratatouille you out of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's... All right, let's... We'll, we'll, make, we'll, make, I was thinking that, the, we'll make that some the content. Fucking, the, dune, <laughs> the dune sandworm, dude. <laughs> hey, just hang on, bro. Uh, so, as you guys, you guys both know about my ex-wife, that, you know, she is into uh, polyamory now and never necessarily wasn't it was just that we had talked about where that hard line would be as a married couple Mm -hmm. and i think she actually if if there were a bet that she had taken at the in the beginning that would have been her 50 she's gonna turn you Mm. you're gonna get into the poly lifestyle dude who knows but i I think it was kind of a a, you're gonna join dsa together (laughs) yeah you're gonna be poly i i am a boy lesker now but um no (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think, uh, where was it going with that? Oh, she took the bet that you were going to turn poly. You didn't, dude. Right. You put your foot, you were like, no, I did not. And I I had no no problem with that for other people. It's, I just, it's knowing yourself, whether it's, uh, I don't know if that is a, a, a functional weakness or not, but it's it's who I am. I'm not I've, gonna, I'm I've not never seen a poly couple that wasn't a super hot girl and a fat dude yeah. who's never going to keep <laughs> yeah, up. <she's> <laughs> well, we're poly. Uh, I mean, maybe someday I'll I'll dip, but uh, no, she has a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think what I was trying to get to there was that she she probably had to realize that. You know, I that wasn't going to happen with me either, and I think we kind of both went through that. Fuck! All right, this is this is actually how it's going to play out, and I think the nature of being a poly okay person makes you a little more capable of rolling yeah. with the next relationship yeah. or, or whatever else. I'm, I don't mean to minimize, you know, maybe the effect on her, but um, in that way, it was not a unique divorce at all. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. I can't, people try to come to me who are either going through it or have gone through it. And, uh, like I have nothing to give them. 
I, I feel really bad, but like I have no, I feel like I have no. Do you get uh, a lot of that wisdom? Like, oh, yeah, ooh. I mean, just because you know, why wouldn't you? It, it's if you and you want to help, dude. I, I do. Yeah. I really do, and I I really feel for these people. But I mean, just by listening, you probably do help. That's all I can do. Yeah, exactly. And eventually, I have to tell them, you know, that often that all, all I mm-hmm. like. I, It'd be great if you gave him all your fucking advice that doesn't help at all. Right. Tell her you don't want other girlfriends. Okay. I I don't know what else to help. How else I can help you, dude? I can make so many divorces so much worse. I really could. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Look, man, my advice to you is just take your fucking big dick (laughs) and uh, have a reasonable conversation. Do you ever have to clarify when you're just like, yes, yeah, she was in the polyamory, I was in the kids. Having them. <laughs> Mike, you're playing again. You, you knew what this was, man. You made your bet with me before you came in here, Buster. Man. Is there anything better than Mike and his fucking element? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. High off the hog right now. <laughs> we got all these fucking dick pheromones in the room. You Open are, that fucking door, dude. I'm getting choked up. <laughs> you're easily one of the healthiest people I know. Healthiest, really? Just, oh. I mean, just I, I've I've never heard you spiritually like, bench press. Yeah, <laughs> literally everything. Bird like, size. Like in comparison, I could be such a fucking whiny bitch in our group chat. I've never heard you whine about anything. I think I do. I think I. It, it just comes out maybe a little differently, but my version of you know joking about something in my life is definitely me bitching about it. Okay, well, we all do that. Yeah, and but I, well, I'm just it, saying. It, it, yeah. it's not. I'm not uh, unique in okay. that. One. Yeah. You know, what? I I don't want this to come out the wrong way, and I'm so afraid it will because I really want to say it. I want this to be like a, a really nice compliment, but I feel like I noticed after. You got divorced because I like from the first time I met you, you've been a good time and you've been super fucking funny. After you got divorced, you I, I, I don't know. You've like ascended to one of the absolute funniest people I know on the planet. <laughs> you've I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know how to handle this. Thank <laughs> you. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, to that point, you and Tommy Papa are the only dudes that possess the unique combination of equally funny and handsome. Wow. I mean, Tommy's definitely got that. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Like the very first time I hung out with Carl, I invited him over to my house. I was drinking. I was like, "Hey, you want to come over?" And he came over and he brought beers. And he was so handsome, and I was so insecure that the second he sat down and my wife entered the room, I was like, "Ah, this is not a good idea." <laughs> Wait, I, I feel like you've told me something about this before, and something about the house never being cleaner the next time. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, it was like, dude, it was like the fucking Roadrunner trying to get away. To clean the fucking house because Carl's coming over. Do you get a lot of that when girls go to fucking suck your bird? They're like, me. <laughs> My wife was in the basement sucking cat piss out of the rug. What are you doing? <laughs> Just cleaning. <laughs> There's a big fake tunnel painted over your bedroom door. <laughs> No man, you're you're the fucking. I mean, yeah, your fucking looseness is is the kind of thing that only a dude with a fucking fat hog and a smooth divorce can possess. Dude. That should be on your business card. Carbacuti, <laughs> <laughs> fat hog, smooth divorce. 
But honestly, that's another thing I admire about you. You're the only man that I know that's been divorced, and I've never heard talk shit about his ex-wife. No, I, I have. I really don't have any to, to talk shit about. It, it's mm-hmm. we we you know we still talk. We still you know definitely care about each other. It's um and and we never. Uh, I think we're both big on not making anyone else uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and we definitely got ahead of that. I think with making sure our mutual friends yeah. didn't feel anything yeah. awkward, and because they had no reason to. Well, actually, I take that back. You and OJ are the only divorced men I've never Fuck heard yeah. talk ill of their wives. <laughs> You'll never hear OJ speak ill of Nicole. Never. I think it's just Carl's tone. You'd never know if he was saying something mean. He's like, well, you know, sometimes uh, you think you marry someone who isn't a stupid fucking bitch. Yeah. That's all. I, I mean, and I bet, you know, I was wrong. That's all. That's, it's on me. <laughs> all I can say is Ariar. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, Ariar. <laughs> Damn, that'd be sick divorce merch. <laughs> Wherever you go, Ariar. Um, on a divorce note, Tim, do you remember this? Um, we did that show where we were just talking to audience members for a half hour, and uh, we were talking to this one lady who was recently divorced, and her ex-husband was a magician. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Oh, my God. Maybe I can Wait, advise him. Hold on. I might have this confused with another divorcee. Was this when they were both named Brian? One with an I, one with a Y? Mm, no, this was a different set. So it was the same show. You're it saying was a different, different set of magicians? Dif- no, or? a different set of divorcees that we were talking to uh, at a comedy show. Okay. So we were talking to the one that was a magician. Continue from there. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up after. There isn't much more to that. I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted by the fact that a lady would marry a magician. <laughs> <laughs> Think that it would work out. Well, I just thought that, you know, it was a 50-50 shot. He'd stop and he'd... <laughs> like, could you say no to a ring out of a hat? <laughs> Tell you what, there was no shortage of doves at that way. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Everyone shows up at the venue, there's no flowers until all the groomsmen reach into their sleeves. <laughs> he brings her to the front of the church and he can't cut her in half. So he's forced to take her as she is. The priest is like, Is this your wife? <laughs> Oh my god! I'm so um, fucking glad I'm here, <laughs> dude. Tim, would it be fair to this... say that I'm David Blaine too much? <laughs> dude, you are you are 100 high off of giving me that that gift. I can feel. Yeah, it. I, I do. I feel, I feel good. I feel like Andy Dufresne when he's sitting on the roof watching everybody else oh, drink yeah. the beer. Yeah. yeah, I can feel it coming off you, dude. Yeah, no, man. this format's sick. Carl. I like. Just talking to uh, like interesting people that we like and uh, identifying why we think they're fucking killing it is, I think, the most gratifying format for me. I feel, I'm Without a doubt. This. I'm feeling this. I love this. I am too. Fuck yeah. And th- there was actually like somebody we were discussing today and Tim was like, absolutely not. But it's somebody that <laughs> I-, I admire and is very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. But no. <laughs> we, can't, we-, we can't have that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to have. Uh, I want to start like shooting for the stars and like trying to get like uh, like big. I don't know, not big name. You know what I mean. I want to get like notable guests, but I never want to stop just having like the fucking people in our personal lives who are you know. Every everybody that is you included, everybody that sat in that chair has been somebody that we admire, for for one reason or another, and it's it's worked out every time. 
because I know from doing my last podcast, where, which I enjoyed a lot, it was mm-hmm. a lot. I would just like have buddies on, and nine times out of ten, it was awesome. But there were the rare times where it was just like, all right, this is this sucks. Is that rainy Sundays? Yeah. yeah. All right, this sucks. I I wish I never invited this person on, <laughs> dude. But we have a much more refined process for this. If you if you find the episode of Rainy Sundays with me on it, I don't know if it was the last episode, but it was. I was on there a couple of times, and the latest, the last time I was on there, the end of the show is the is a recording of me laughing the hardest I, I I've ever laughed. That one, and uh, I think the I know why. <laughs> hardest I've ever laughed. <laughs> oh my god! I can't even think of that. That was so good. Uh, can we can we cut a piece of that and put it? Yeah, I'll uh, find on it. Yeah, one of the yeah, episodes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We could probably throw it on at the end of this. It's funny because I have no qualms talking about ending up in hotel rooms by myself, fucking doing coke as a thirty-five-year-old man. But that story still embarrasses me a little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that kind of prepared me for comedy for eating shit because nothing yeah. could ever be as mm. bad as eating the shit that I did with that one word. Right. I think that's a big part of like the misconception that comedy is for like you know misfits and weirdos and losers, just because those people are a little bit preconditioned mm-hmm. for the shit eating you have to do to get good at stand up. Yeah, God, <sighs> I do not miss that. The other couple that I was thinking about at that show where we just talked to the crowd all the time was uh, this lady and this guy there, and the guy's name was Brian, and he was a friend of the lady's ex, who was also named Brian. Mm. One had an I, one had a Y. Yeah. And the ex invited the new boyfriend into the bedroom with them. I think I do remember this now. Yeah. And I guess he like, he got out fucked. Oh, basically. yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. I I would never even dream of that. They were trying to be Polly. Or no, is that, that's not Polly. That's, that's just, you know, regular old threesome. I, I, I just know me, even with another chick in the bedroom, and it's something that like, my wife and I will talk about just to get each other revved up. But like, I know in reality I would come in 38 seconds <laughs> and then I would end up in the corner of the room, checking my email naked <laughs> over the, over the holiday. I was sitting in my, uh, the computer chair in our fucking living room and I leaned over to fart. And do you ever like get, you ever start a fart and you realize it's going to last a long time? Tim, how does this relate to polyamory? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> Let me fucking get there, right, dude. Go ahead, go. Jesus Christ! So I, I I I lean into the fart and I I'm like, whoa, this one's gonna have, this one's got some sustain on it, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and I'm fucking cranking this thing, and it's long enough that my <laughs> wife notices and turns to face me, and I lock eyes with her, and I keep it. I'm just like revving, just like rum, yeah. rum, rum, rum. Like, oh, it's dude, a moment in time. I'm spinning the fucking wheels, like burning out <laughs> on this thing, and it ends, and she's just she doesn't know what to say. She, I don't know if she thinks it's funny or she's horrified or if she thought I'd grow out of this kind of thing. And I was she's like, impressed. I was like, no man has ever farted that long in front of you before. No man has ever done this. I'm the, I'm the one that farted the most. I, I can see the expression in the <laughs> I'm such a fucking wow. retard. This, I, I really did. That. And I really did feel like a set. Like I felt it in my fucking in my my newly fucking vivisected vast efferents, I was like, dude, I this is a primal fucking male experience. No one's no one's ever fucking ripped like this for so long in front of you before. Dude, you were marking your chair. <laughs> and she was just like, uh, I, I guess I guess not. <laughs> and I said, Don't fucking forget it. Do not forget this. <laughs> Who fucking lays it down like I do? <laughs> Do 
Do you remember the first time you farted in front of your significant others? Oh yeah, that's like a, a key stepping stone in the yeah. relationship. I break it pretty early. It's uh, mm. I, I don't like to waste time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I knew my you, wife buddy? for years before we got together, so it was just I don't remember ever not. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry. actually, that that's a uh, talking about getting back in the game. <laughs> remembering like how uncomfortable you're supposed to be Tim you're ripping a go right now I'm yeah. sorry I'll talk about that. I'm sorry <laughs> Tim I gotta be honest a lot of other men have held longer farts than that so. <laughs> that was you casual want, dude I'll tell you what you wanna keep me as a podcast partner <laughs> but getting back out there you, you do have to think about like oh no I'm gonna fart in yeah, front of new ladies yeah just a first date and that discomfort mm. that you yeah. don't ever have to go through once you've broken the barrier yeah. it's uh it's, it's some of the worst pain I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you guys got over pretty quick, though, right? Oh, within a week. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, I mean, you got to fart on her very quickly very into quick. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm never getting back into the game, obviously, but I, I got to imagine that's the... Dude, you should write a, a new terrible advice. I am going to write a new book. I'll talk about it more when we're done, but you don't um, have to spill anything right uh, now. But you must yeah. do it. You must. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I got, I got one of the works, buddy. And I, I'll tell you what. Well, yeah, I that's mean, great news. Our goal setting uh, event on Monday, I had had it in the works, but like the goal setting event on Monday, excuse me, uh, really allowed me to put a timetable on it. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to have it ready for sale by June. Um, the reason why I chose that is because like summers. Are typically tough for me financially, so I want to have something cool to roll into the summer with and yeah. make a little cash. And if you know what we're talking about, uh, our most recent Patreon episode, the program, uh, was an interview with uh, Wes Rollins. The by way of Matt McCusker, we found out is the man with the world's tightest program. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want this to sound too much like a fucking business, but throw a fucking dollar at the Patreon, check that out, and uh, find out a little bit of. Uh, the process rolling into 2020 dude uh, um for the listeners i just want to describe that meeting a little bit um tim and i showed up there to wes's mom's basement and it was just it was super cool as is and mccusker rolled in a little bit late and sure enough he's got a friend with him i see the friend and although i'd never seen this person before i was like i think i know this person and then when he spoke sure enough it was spud dog wow wow I met away. Spud, dude. I've met Spud a couple times. Seeing you meet Spud for the first time, you look like a dog greeting home, like it's army owner. Well, dude, I felt the same when I met um, Billy McCusker. Yeah, it was uh, when Shane had his weekend at Helium. I had gone backstage to say hi to Shane, and uh, Billy was sitting there. I just thought he was a friend of McKeever because he was sitting across from him talking. I said, "How you doing?" I'm Mike. He's like, uh, "Hi, I'm Billy," and I was like, "The Kenworth kid, no." <laughs> <laughs> but. The added effect of like setting the traje- trajectory for my year with Spud sitting directly across from me, setting his. Dude, Are you familiar, yeah. Spud, Carl? I'm not. No. I'm, oh my. God. Oh, dude. Oh my God, you love him. The funniest fucking guy on earth, and he's um he's uh, he's one of McCusker's friends, and he's been on their podcast a ton. But he's just somebody who would never even think of doing comedy, but it is infinitely funnier than anybody who would ever go up on stage. Not only funny, but just interesting too. Mm-hmm. My God! It, again, if you if you're not sure what we're fucking talking, because you know we just dropped a, a bunch of like uh, updates on something that people might not have heard. Go to the fucking Patreon. 
I don't know, whatever the fucking you are. You could fucking find it. You're a big boy or girl. I think the title of the episode is The Program. It's called The Program. Yeah. I mean, all the Patreon's sick. It's worth it. And we're, there's going to be more after we're done this. But um, go fucking... Ch- dude, we fucking talked to this dude for a very long time. He was super driven. Like, I describe us as just starting out on the path of being a fucking reformed loser all the time, right? And I just see this dude as further down the path. More focused. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, a little bit more experience of keeping it together. So we kind of, like, d- designed our 2020 modeled around, like, chasing goals and focusing on success. And it's been a great couple of weeks since. And then after the episode, he invited us to his mom's house to do a meeting to actually, like, structure out the writing of the goals. Um, so I think we probably will dive into a lot more about that uh, on the next Patreon episode. And uh, I went into do I went into it on my Twitch stream a bunch, Twitch TV slash Tim Butterly. Um, uh, and you know we talk a lot about goals in there too. Do, are are you a big goals guy, Carl? Uh, not per se. Uh, I'd say in the past couple of years I, I have sort of fallen into that, and mm-hmm. yeah, I've never really like spoken to it, you know, yeah. with myself. Uh, yeah. But no, I've I've definitely turned into that type of person. I mean, it's part of growing up too. But yeah, yeah. Um, listening, I've listened to I think every one except for the one you released today. Um, I'm very on board with the whole uh, just schema that you guys are yeah. are, are on. It's uh, I think no matter what what stage you are in life or what you're trying to get out of, mm-hmm. you know, setting goals and things like that, I think you guys are hitting. Uh, various points of the path, as you were just referring to. Mm-hmm. Working it out. Yeah, I mean, and you can hear that. Yeah. Uh, it's just, um, I've tried to think for myself where on the path I am, that mm-hmm. the, the one that you guys are kind of talking about. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, uh, like, personally, I'm not someone who has ever had to deal with, uh, you know, like, addiction mm-hmm. or... Um, having a small bird. Having a small bird. <laughs> Fuck. Uh <laughs> cut me off i'm sorry dude. <laughs> i'm sorry actually two-part question does your bird have goals as well <laughs> All it's gonna run a 5k dude. this year <laughs> no but i you're also someone who's pretty realistic about the problems that fucking find their way into your life yes um i like I, the thing i'm latching on to the most is the positivity thing mm-hmm. and and striking out that negative self-talk and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that because you can only go so far where that keeps you, you know, grounded and real. Um, you get to a point in your life where you're either going to fucking go for it or you're not. Yeah. Um, it, it, no one, no one achieves anything great by just being, you know, fucking, uh, you know, realistic. That, that's yeah. not like yeah, yeah. that's not that's actually true. how things get done or people self-actualize. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've always sort of prided myself in being a grounded person and very realistic and someone who's considered in all his decisions and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm starting to realize that um, I think I need more leaps, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. I like hearing that goals. from a guy like it's, you. It's a, it's a big deal. Are those kind of things, do you think more personal, uh, more leisure career or I everything? I can give you some specifics. Yeah. Um, well, one was, was physical yeah. uh, for sure. Uh, a, a couple years ago, um, really all of my early thirties, I was getting injured constantly. Um, Tripping over your bird. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was like broken ankles, uh, ACL. uh, There was a nine-month span where I never slept through the night because I was in back pain constantly. Mm. And um, it wasn't because I wasn't exercising. Like, I had always Mm. sort of just, you know, stayed fit enough and never had to think about it. Yeah. 
Um, and then just whether it was age or genes or whatever else, it just started to fucking crush me and mm-hmm. I wasn't able to function right. And like I talked about dealing with depression for how many years, like mm-hmm. I always knew that physical movement was like my ticket out of, mm-hmm. of any funk. Like that was going to be that shot of dopamine, endorphins, whatever mm-hmm. else yeah. to get me through the day and get to the next step and, and pull myself out of it eventually. So losing that ability, um, actually very much coincided with the, the deep depression that I'd referenced mm. earlier. Um, yeah. so I had, uh, finally ended up needing shoulder surgery. I had like staples put in shit like that. And not that that injury was like some, something so crazy that, you know, it was life changing on its own. But at that point, so many things had happened. I said, you know what, I'm going to buckle down and get in the best shape of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, conveniently quit comedy around the same time <laughs> yeah. um, and just you know setting goals of, of just time to start and uh you know i tried to keep it realistic you know not not i'm gonna hit the gym every day it's gonna be within a week i'm gonna make sure i get there at least four times mm-hmm. and, and do something doesn't mm-hmm. matter what the hell it is um invested some money into a personal trainer which i know not everyone can do but i knew like you got to sacrifice things something has to, mm-hmm. to to push you in that direction yeah. um so i made that a goal and i did i got in the best shape of my life i'm still kind of kind of plateaued at this point and i'm, I'm you look great. okay with it well thank you um but like i got into doing like lifts that i never thought of i never cared to do before mm-hmm. um you know i could just go deadlift all day now and i never even thought of being that kind of guy before yeah. Hell yeah. yeah um so that's that's one set of goals that i, I had um sorry i'm talking way too much no no no. Uh, dude, we were i asked you dude yeah. okay no I yeah. um and the other thing is career like i i, I kind of i've been at the same company for uh th- about 13 years now and started uh just because my friend uh knew i could learn uh computers and I, I just was in the IT department for mm-hmm. many years and kind of was f- making fine money, whatever. Just uh, didn't care about it as a career. It was a job. actually had a few lunches with you, mm-hmm. I think, during that time, just talking about it. Yeah. Um, and then it, it came a point where a couple years ago, I'm like, I'm definitely never going for it in comedy. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just that, it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I better, like, figure out what, a career might look like because I, I got to do something that I care about. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, in, in like 2016, I walked into the boss's office and said, uh, "I I I want to go further." And you know, I knew she was set to retire at some yeah. point. Um, and at this point, I'm now like on the track, the executive track, to you know manage the whole the whole the whole deal. And for the listeners, Carl works at Fleshlight. Yes, yes, and uh, in, in, the, in the sales force for Fleshlight. Uh, That's incredible, dude. God damn. Yeah, I, I love hearing that from someone like you. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, a lot of luck. A lot of luck no, with it. But no, but I'm, you I'm, created I'm it. Saying, That's that. What you just said there nails it. That's right. something that my dad said to me long ago, um, talking about. Uh, I think I was bitching about the Yankees in the late nineties <laughs> and how they got all the breaks. And I remember him saying they make their own luck mm-hmm. and that, that stuck with me. Cause it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Um, and not that I'm defending the nineties Yankees <laughs> in any way, but I, that has sort of uh, come to fruition for me that if I just kept my head down in anything, uh, the, the luck was going to find me. 
Yeah. And I think about it more that way, um, but more in a proactive way too. Mm-hmm. So, and also the, the place that I work for, it, I, I manage a, a cancer center. It's, uh, you know, it, it's doing things that I actually like really believe in, in mm-hmm. terms of like pushing for, you know, healthcare for all and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's, it couldn't get any better, like in terms yeah. of believing in what I'm doing and working my ass off towards it. Oh, that's so and cool. That, that's, that's where the goals come in. I mean, I've been really working my ass off and like being proud of that. Like it doesn't feel like a weight on me. That was, wow. That's pretty cool. We've had specific talks on the cast about like people falling into the belief that if they just keep their head down and work hard, that the luck will find them. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also love that. Like you, so you've managed to avoid some, pit, I'm not going to say that you're better off. I'm going to say that you've managed to avoid some pitfalls like serious addiction mm-hmm. or, you know, being born, that I think being born luck. retarded. Think, no. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, you, you are a guy that probably could have worked and kept his head down and luck would have found you just because you, you've got like a baseline nature that I think uh, attracts a certain level of like comfort and success. Like you, you probably could have been reasonably or relatively well off compared to people who don't avoid the same pitfalls that I talked about. Sure. Right. But then at that same point, like you realize that there's more, there's more you can get. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that like you're in your mid thirties now and it's, it's like, dude, the window's not closed. Mm-hmm. The, the fucking it's there to go get it. And now, you know, it's not fucking too late. Yeah. I, I think you're to, a young man, dude. Sure. I think to work hard and feel grateful at the same time is like, that's, that's the ticket. Like mm-hmm. to, to do both those yeah. things and, you know, you, you, I think you can roll with any adversity if you keep those two elements of it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and you said you worked in IT before? Yeah. Uh, I, I was a middle school teacher out of college because I didn't know what else the fuck <laughs> to do. I was a philosophy major and yeah. it wasn't going to get me anywhere. Um, my buddy is a very good uh, programmer. Hmm. Um, part of what our practice does is uh, they use... Uh, technology and mm-hmm. software more than most other healthcare yeah. uh, places do. Um, so he just knew I could learn it. Yeah, it was definitely a fake it till you make it kind of thing. I didn't know a goddamn thing about IT, and they hired just, me on his recommendation. It's mostly just being resourceful. <laughs> I can I can tell you right now, uh, an IT career is only just about you being resourceful. Yes, and this is actually I mean I've I've referenced it to you before, Tim. Like I, if you ever wanted to, I would I would support your career in it <laughs> like you are exactly the type of dude in my mind that like makes his own yeah, you just figure shit out and yeah it's it's incredible i, I wish put, i applied that to all this shit sooner yeah that's all i just want to clarify it's just it you weren't spelling out i-t-a-l-i-a-n not trying <laughs> not trying to say the word out loud and and summon one Play too goddamn all right much. so actual it it's a real thing it's not like you're Insinuating Italians are afoot. Well, it's 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 tough to type with my hands like this. <laughs> Where's the Nunzio key? <laughs> <laughs> Says hit tabagool. <laughs> I can't find the spache bar. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be fair to say when you went in your boss's office, you made her an offer she couldn't refuse? Oh. 
The hog father. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's actually how I want to go, tripping over my hog with an orange in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, we're at an hour 11, dude. Perfect, Perfect time to take a fucking break and head over to the patreon sounds perfect hell yeah uh do you have anything it related you want to plug <laughs> no fucking pay for the patreon check me out on oh, linkedin like uh yeah. <laughs> no uh yeah join us for the patreon carl thanks for being here for so far and uh my motherboard god rest his soul <laughs> Uh, time to keep playing. See you over at the Patreon. Love you, dogs. (laughs) 